Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of the Sophisticated Property Investor podcast with me, Frank Flegg, founder of Ethical Property Partners, the place where we help you to make annual returns on your properties on a monthly basis. And I am so excited to be meeting with virtually and interviewing Helen Turner today. How are you? Helen. Hello Frank. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So this is quite an unusual interview, Helen, or chit-chat, because we, to the best of my knowledge, have never met. Is that right? That's absolutely correct, yes. But I know a little bit about you, and uh, you might know a little bit about me. It's probably worth us explaining how this chat came about. So one of our EPP partners, Maddie Norwich, has had a little bit to do with Coho and the HMO Awards, etc. Would you like to explain um, how you came into contact? with Maddie and Amanda and Pauline. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, first and foremost, I met Amanda a while ago when she became a Coho customer. And then at some point along the, the way, I met Maddie as well um, and uh, invited Maddie to get involved with the HMO Awards. So she fantastically got a very good result and uh, winning one of the awards at the uh, HMO Awards in September, so not long ago. And I recently caught up with her as well which uh, was very nice fantastic fantastic that was for our stepping stones project wasn't it do you remember the actual title of the award uh, Helen that she won no I don't actually I should do I really should I was just thinking should I actually yeah I should actually know that shouldn't I (laughs) well I don't know it either so hopefully Maddie knows it but we got an award for our stepping stones project which I'm really pleased about and to be fair Maddie is the person that has spearheaded that she's a co-founder now of the Stepping Stones Housing Fund, which is an FCA accredited fund that we use to borrow money and create the Stepping Stones properties. And she is our partner with the largest number of Stepping Stones beds. So it's amazing that you guys recognize that in your prestigious awards. To save me from the embarrassment, Frank, I have actually found it is the best. It's, <laughs> it's too late. It's too late now. Everyone knows. <laughs> I speak to so many people. I'm really embarrassed now. So it's the Best Progressive Social Housing HMO Award, which is um, very unique and very niche. And so, you know, um, I think she was very surprised to get the award. But um, looking at her her application, she absolutely 100% deserved it. I think that sums up the Stepping Stones project, if I'm honest. From the the get-go, we wanted to be self-sufficient, so self-funding and to just house as many people as possible within the skill set that we have on EPP, which is sophisticated property investing. And so to be awarded that on the basis of, you know, creative and innovative social housing, I think it's hit the nail on the head, which is amazing. Really, uh, really pleased. So thank you, Helen. But I want to focus in on you a little bit. So how did you come to be the founder, host, organizer, owner of the HMO Awards and to be running Coho? which we will get into and and delve uh, beneath the bonnet of in a minute. But how did that all come about? I joined Coho, which is a property management software specialising in HMOs first. Of course, we deal with mixed portfolios as well. About a couple of years ago, just under two years ago, you know, within HMO, we know that there is, obviously, it's, it's a bigger market than everybody thinks, just because 
it's not enough people shouting about it. But Coho, we have this belief that there needs to be a lot more accelerated uh, evolution within the sector, professionalizing the sector, helping people uh, to be able to serve the tenant community with better services, considering that they are individuals uh, within a house and actually they have like a kind of, you know, an agenda to kind of share a property as well. So community, you know, living together, compatibility and things like that. But anyway, because there isn't much out there when you go to property networking events it's very generic we find that uh, the content that's being shared you know can be just not enough information about hmos and because it's so specialist that subject isn't particularly you know covered which means that people don't gather at, you know hmo specialists don't necessarily gather anywhere so with the hmo awards the intention was really to create that community and because of co-host ethos and what we want to do for the industry we thought it would be a great opportunity to bring those together who and recognize those who are actually doing really great things within the HMO sector, give example, you know, pass on some inspiration and um, hopefully, you know, bring other people who want to learn and network in that environment um, to give them that platform via the HMO Awards. So it was the first inaugural event. We literally decided that we wanted to do it in, I think it was like May time or something. March, May time. Basically, I spent six months uh, pretty much working on organizing the HMO Awards. And within six months, we managed to gather 400 people together at Stowe House in Buckinghamshire. And it was, you know, not blowing my own trumpet, but, you know, even, you know, it was amazing. Love a bit of uh, trumpet blowing on the uh, <laughs> podcast. That's great. That is quite remarkable, actually. 400 people. And we're not just talking about a black tie event meal. It, it was quite an event, wasn't it? Do you want to just describe the whole experience for someone coming along as a delegate? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we looked at traditional events and awards and we thought right you know it's usually cocky cutter you know black tie the whole you know event is geared around just presenting and recognizing people but what we really wanted to do was to kind of give some value and of course we had a theme which was celebrate learn and grow so obviously the celebration bit goes without speaking um the kind of learning content was really important to us and we thought right if we can gather people together so that they can be inspired by those that are doing specialists within their area for example there might be somebody talking about how they actually grew to, um, you know, 1,500 tenants or their journey of that. There was development stuff. There was management content as well. Caroline Pattinson that made an amazing speech about customer experience and all of those things that matter to building a successful business that is sustainable for the tenant community as well. So we threw in some TED style talks that were short, snappy and inspiring to promote thought about how they could actually move forward within their own portfolio. And there were a series of 12 of those um, in two different breakout rooms. 
There was a central area that had um, exhibitions presented there as well. And we were very careful about the people that we wanted to bring or the businesses that we wanted to bring in. So we had um, those spaces that were sponsored. That was also a space for people to kind of mingle and get to know each other. And I found it was really astonishing. Obviously, the rooms were packed for the talks, but there were people mingling outside in between the talks as well and meeting people that perhaps because of the pandemic, you know, you meet a lot of people online, but you don't necessarily get to, you know, you haven't had the opportunity to see them face to face. And there's lots of kind of people hugging each other and, you know, kind of just saying hellos. And that was really nice to be able to bring everyone together. So that was the agenda. And then beside that, we had a separate building, which was next door, and the weather didn't work to our uh, advantage. It was actually horrible, considering both days either side, it was very sunny <laughs> beautiful I remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had an umbrella you know situation where people were actually you know uh, struggling to get to the next building but anyway the award ceremony was presented like a show rather than everything in the same room so there was lots of kind of interaction it was like a you know day out you know there was a lot of excitement there then the presentation um ceremony was hosted by helen chorley that went really well i mean the buzz that was in that room when you have 400 people seated theater style with a proper stage in front of you everything was yeah presented really well and when the winners came up it was just so nice to see how much people wanted or it meant so much to them to actually win an award. And that kind of, yeah, that filled my heart with joy. Oh, fantastic. And it was, it, we only became aware of it from a um, random Facebook post, I think it was. I think it was a random Facebook post. Oh, not um, random. They were intentional, <laughs> fully intentional. No, so, someone had fa- someone had forwarded it. Someone forwarded it. And I saw it. I can't remember who did it now, uh, but someone forwarded it. And I thought that I'm connected with, I'm connected with half the property world. I think on Facebook and um, and I go on Facebook about once a month. I'm not a Facebook and I just saw it and I forwarded it to our country owners. So I forwarded it to uh, Ian in Northern Ireland and Amanda and Pauline in England and Wales and said, look guys, you might be interested in this for your partners. And so then they inquired and that was, I think, how the application came back from Maddie. So it was a brilliant event, really impressive. Are you running it next year? 100% yes. I think there's a lot of people that are very keen to come back. It created a bit of a, you know, FOMO effect for those that couldn't make it as well, which is exactly what I needed from, you know, my marketing background. That's kind of... um, you know, music to my ears. So yes, uh, we're looking at very likely to repeat, you know, a similar sort of structure. Um, we obviously had a lot of practical feedback as well um, about the day. I need to make sure that we have a better plan for uh, wet weather conditions. So yes, so there are a few areas of improvement and because the talks are so popular, which we have recorded by the way, and they will be released towards the end of the year for the public to see, because it was so popular, honestly, there were people standing in the rooms. um, So the seats were already filled. Uh, We're looking to expand that into a third room, I think, and perhaps, you know, bring even more content um, to the agenda, which would be really nice. Goes to show how much demand there is for a quality event isn't it It really goes to show ah fantastic so a couple of things first off are tickets on sale and if so how can people buy them 
Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I've, I've needed some recovery time, really. Kind of put some focus back onto the team at Coho, but um, we have recently hired a new marketing manager that will be helping me take a lot of workload off me um, in terms of the, you know, coordination of the HMO awards. Of course, I will still be very much, you know, at the front of everything with Van as well. He obviously, I need to give recognition to Van Vogstad, who is the original founder and CEO of Coho, who contributed lot in terms of organizing the talks with the speakers as well so yeah hopefully things will be a lot smoother for next year but we're looking at promoting announcing save the date you know campaigns as well as we haven't released any of the professional photos people have been asking me for the videos and the photos and I'm slightly intentionally saving them for the big sort of announcements for launching the next year's event as well brilliant sounds good so where can people look out for tickets when they're available i'm just aware that otherwise you're probably not going to reach some of our audience yeah um, absolutely Helen. absolutely so hmoawards.com is the website we are working on a new website so the existing website is all about the old content uh, but we will be launching uh, with a new website it will still be the same domain name and then um, on facebook we do have the hmo awards uh, facebook group which is really the main hub uh, where people will find out the information first but otherwise happy for you to follow me on social media which is um, Helen Turner Coho that's my handle so across those sort of areas um, definitely you won't be missing um, anything if you follow those things thank you so much the second thing just on a purely selfish basis um, ethical property partners would be delighted to be involved either as a sponsor or a speaker or whatever you would like Helen so if you want to if you want to get in touch with me uh, you have my PA's details now Sophia so uh, we would be delighted to support you in whichever way suits you best that's amazing business done on a podcast uh, that's it that's <laughs> it right there let's go thanks for coming on no 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 we haven't even got onto that that was just the appetizer guys we haven't even got onto the main event yet so the main reason we brought Helen on was the HMO awards are amazing I guess unless you're not into HMOs then the last 10 minutes were a bit of a bore but never mind I'm aware that we have quite an international audience. We've already dropped, I try really hard not to do this, Helen, um, but I always fail, quite a few abbreviations where you use capital letters instead of the actual words. So the first one was HMO. That's a house of multiple occupancy, guys. Um, so they think, you know, friends off the TV, that program, they were all kind of in a HMO because they all shared where they lived, uh, student houses, et cetera, et cetera. And Helen just said FOMO. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, none of our international uh, listeners are going to know what FOMO is. So if, um, if English is your second language, FOMO stands for fear of missing out and what Helen was saying in, in context was people who couldn't come to the HMO awards were feeling like they had missed out and there was a fear of missing out next time which is a mate that's a marketer's dream isn't it for your your next event so brilliant and um, the other one is coho so you might be thinking oh what's coho mean well it's a name but let's helen can you tell us a bit about coho i'll, I'll start with what i know and all i know is that some of our partners use it. Uh, Amanda, who runs England and Wales, EPP England and Wales, she uses it. I've only ever heard positive stuff. It's really logical, really well thought out, makes 
managing a portfolio, as you said at the start, either HMO or single AST portfolio, a breeze. That's about all I know about your software. I know that there's a lot of competitors and I've never found one that's any good. <laughs> um, so, um, And I've never had one on the podcast. So you're a first, Helen, that speaks volumes. And I think the only thing I would add is cash flow is going to get tough for portfolio property owners over the next couple of years. We talk a lot about on the podcast about buying opportunities being amazing over the next 24 months. And this is going to be a time when you set yourself up up for success over the next decade. But for those of us with substantial portfolios, interest rate rises, cost of living crisis, meaning tenants can't pay as much, etc. That's going to be a real challenge for a lot of landlords. And one thing that's occurred to me, Helen, is most landlords, not all, but most use letting agents. I certainly do. So my whole portfolio is with letting agents. I pay anything from one agent just offered me 6%, which is unbelievably low, suspiciously low. (laughs) Um, I pay 8% on quite a lot of mine I pay 10% on some of mine so anything from 8 to 10% generally of turnover is just given away to a letting agent and with your software I think you make it as accessible and as possible as possible to manage your own portfolios and you know I've got over a hundred lettable units that's quite a lot of management which is why I have it subbed out because I do a lot of other stuff and have other businesses but for someone with 10, 20, 30, maybe 40 or 50 units, I think having a piece of software like Coho will make that manageable and mean that they can do a good job of that management, which you alluded to earlier. So that's as much as I know. Fill in the gaps, Helen, far away. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to start off by saying that Coho doesn't necessarily stand for anything in four words, but it does come from the idea of co-homes. So with, um, you know, multiple occupancy homes, literally meaning that you've got individuals in different rooms. Um, It's really a government terminology, I suppose, um, HMOs, with a shared sort of living environment, so inside a house. So first of all, what shall I tackle first? So I think probably just where Coho comes from and why we decided to create it. So as I mentioned, Van Vogstad, who is the founder originally, lived in a shared home a long time ago when he was a little bit younger. He had this amazing experience with a landlord who owned 13 different HMO properties, where the landlord made a lot of effort ensuring that the tenants that occupied each one of those homes would be compatible to an extent. And he just had, you know, made lifelong friends and he absolutely loved the experience. Like everything was just so smooth, you know, any sort of maintenance issues, um, settling him in and, you know, all the paperwork, everything was very well organized. So he came out of that experience expecting all HMOs uh, experiences to be like that, right? I was waiting for the button. I'm thinking the, the, the next place he's going to is going to be a rude awakening to reality. Yeah, yeah so exactly. So like, you know, talking to friends, talking to other people who are living in HMOs, you know, they're all obviously very jealous of his experience. And he realized that actually it was really unique and he was just really lucky. So, you know, from there on, he started, you know, um, thinking about, well, well, what is it that this particular landlord does? He actually, you know, 
became quite close with this landlord and, um, you know, thought about um, systemizing basically to provide for the experience that he had. Obviously, that particular landlord didn't necessarily have any access to technology. He was just really good with his job and, you know, his team and so forth and created his own systems. Now, one of the things that, um, you know, he realized was that existing software to do all of that is not readily uh, available for H- the HMO environment, particularly because HMOs are, you know, much more complex to manage than single lets. Um, you've got many more voices, people to kind of interact with, but also the paperwork, the compliance side of things is a lot more strict. So you could get into a lot of trouble if you don't do certain things uh, well and properly. So yeah, I mean, 10 years later or something like that, you know, Van had actually moved on to creating, he is actually a digital coder himself you know he has he's uniquely not just um you know a developer he has put himself into situations where he's developed a lot of business skills as well so he created two tech businesses and managed to um exit from them and then a few years back he was thinking what's next and came back to this idea which was really bugging him um the more research he did the bigger the gap seemed and particularly in hmos you know he said right well let's just try and do something but anyway I'm not going to kind of fill in too much in the middle but you know here we are two years ago we launched Coho I uh, joined um, because the executive and there's four of us that are co-founders and um, they were missing somebody who had more commercial sales marketing side in terms of expertise and I so happened to be there you know I have a whole story about how I you know found him found van but you know that's for another day yeah you mentioned obviously the economic environment the landscape is going to be a lot tougher it's been increasingly tougher for hmo landlords specifically for the last sort of decade anyway because the country's been trying to professionalize it right making landlords more accountable for the products that they uh, put onto the market and how they are treating their uh, their tenants. So this is all very sort of timely. Our aim with Coho is that, you know, you potentially have found lots of different software that do a specific job very well. There are things that deal with maintenance. There's WhatsApp that does with communication. There's, um, you know, uh, DocuSign that does like e-signatures. But there are probably, if I was to count, and I'm, at some point I did actually have a chart with them, there's a hundred different software that you might use to do a fantastic job you know I'm not saying we're going to have a hundred different things but we're going to bring as much as that possible our aim is to have an all-in-one place for you to manage your tenancy from tenant find all the way through the tenancy to you know them wanting to move on from your home so there's a lot at the beginning there's a lot in the middle there's a lot at the end that technology theoretically should be solving and is not necessarily and the key thing about coho is that by having everything in one place your information is all in one place which means that your staff is only logging into one place your tenants are only logging into one place anybody else that you need to deal with your trades your um, landlord clients for example if you are an agency in that case should have access you know to the specific areas that are of interest to them in one place that 
in the end obviously creates efficiencies because you're not copy and pasting from different things you're not checking different accounts you're also not paying different subscriptions but also ultimately you've got all of that data in place and it gives starts to give you visibility to help you make decisions on your business so Coho is very much focused on not just the operations of your portfolio and the practical things that you have to do for your property, but it's actually about decision making, looking at, you know, profitability at property level, portfolio level, you know, all sorts of things, um, performance of that property. So how quickly you can build a room, which properties present more problems with maintenance and so forth. Some of this stuff that I'm talking about is the future aim, but just to paint a picture of where we want to be. So integrating, you know, I was talking to several customers today, you know, to paint a picture, you know, one with an agency with 450 tenants, you know, they've got certain pain points to do with um, collecting monies and, you know, all of that settlement and what do they need to settle? What do they need to show their landlords? And all of that is a pain point, how you collect rent and so forth. But, and then I had another conversation with somebody who does a uh, rent to rent portfolio that has about 80 tenants and you know their pain point was um maintenance it's a bit bit of a headache doing it on whatsapp so anyway everything is built in within coho we've got the communication um platform there when you're onboarding if you're advertising you know everything is in coho and then we're just finishing off some of the finance stuff maddie norwich is one that i spoke to recently she you know she has been a customer for a little short while but then you know the finances feature kind of switched on and she noticed it and she says oh I've got to get going on this. She didn't ask anybody. I was really surprised. I was like, who, you know, told you how to use it? She says, no, I just went on there. Me and my VA just sat there and just figured it out. And I managed to make my end of month settlement statements for my landlord. It was amazing. And I was like, <laughs> that says a lot about the software there. I tell you, if you can just like work out how to use it, it's got to be pretty intuitive. <laughs> Well, I think intuitive is like definitely key. So our belief is, you know, a lot of sort of software when it comes to like professional software, you know, it can be a bit antiquated in in the sense that they're built for like corporates, whereas we have kind of thought about the individual landlord all the way through to the agencies that are managing larger portfolios. So it's built for, it's like when you're building a website nowadays, you build for mobile first, you know, smaller screens. So we're thinking about, right, okay, if a landlord with you know, one or two properties wanted to use Coho, and we do have many of those on the platform, they should be able to use it without needing to, because a lot of, I think people in property have this fear of technology. You know, you've not gone into property for the love of admin or for the love of systems and things like that, right? You're very practical people, I think most. But then there are those that are kind of more pragmatic in the way that they've kind of gone into property from a different career path we've got accountants we've got lawyers you know ex-accountants and ex-lawyers that have become property portfolio holders um, that come on and then they're perhaps more demanding of the features and we just make sure that whatever features that we bring in that they are definitely made to be discovered very logically and by yourself but of course you know there are those that need a helping hand and we have a great support system for the, for those inquiries as well wow that's a good description of it i love it so if someone's sat here listening let's have three different people so the first person has got two buy to lets and they're single asts how would it help 
that person. Second person's got 10 properties, two of which are HMOs, all their own. And the third has got, um, yeah, three employees managing 55 properties, HMOs, holiday lets, single STs. How would a coho help those three different people? And what would it cost them? That's what our audience will be interested to know. What, what would you charge? Single ASTs, you know, it's really looking at the, you know, the, the number, you know, two single lets. I'm not sure whether or not, I'm not going to kind of stab myself in the foot and say you don't need software, you know, depending on, um, you know, probably still manageable on spreadsheets and WhatsApp and on your phone, you know, having your tenants information stored on your email and so forth. And, you know, that's where people tend to start anyway. And of course, single lets, although we're kind of organized in, you know, you've got properties, you've got rooms inside a property and you've got tenants inside a room. Essentially, a single let on Coho is just you've got a property and you've got one single AST uh, that occupies all the rooms in the house. So that's, you know, quite straightforward, right? Um, But I'm going to kind of uh, spend more time on the next one, where if you've got 10 in your portfolio, is that HMOs owned? It was 10 properties, two of which are HMOs and eight of which are single ASTs. Okay, so then that becomes like you've got, you're interacting with more people now. So if you've got two HMOs, you've got 10 tenants there, and then you have eight, you've got 18, right? I would say from about 15 upwards, that's when you start feeling the pain of inquiries and tenancy, um, you know, changing over and so forth. So when you load your property, we look at your ownership. So we can distinguish if they are your own or if you have a portfolio that you're working with other owners with, right? So we collect the information and the difference is like how you actually charge certain things. If it's owned, it's very straightforward. You're essentially collecting rent and you settle your bills at the end of the day. There's no you know, paying anybody else really um, apart from trades. There, the advantage, I'm going to start kind of talking about some of the features. The advantage is that um, you've got your tenants coming on to Coho. We have a really high tenancy um, acceptance rate for inviting from a management account to your tenants to come and join Coho. And the advantage of having the tenant in there is that first you've got that communication app and that can start all the way from when you're onboarding, you're having those early conversations and you're collecting referencing information on the application form, you're doing your reference check, you're serving your prescribed information that's, um, you know, by law that you have to kind of do um, in Coho. And there's a whole workflow to ensure that you there is evidence that you serve them, but also we ask the tenant to acknowledge each of those it's usually four or five things, you know, that includes the um, right to rent document, the HMO license, or, you know, gas safety certificates and things like that. So that's served and acknowledged. That's proof for in case there's ever a dispute. It's automated because when you create your property, we're asking you to upload all your documentation, your certificates, because then by having them on Coho, you can set up reminders for when they need to be renewed. And so to make sure that you don't ever miss them. And then the most up to date things get pulled into the onboarding process. Um, Then you've got your tenants in there for any maintenance communication. If they request something, you've got an audit trail of all the conversations. It's a bit like WhatsApp. What's really clever about it is that it's been built for property management. I have this campaign running currently, actually, 
uh, we by our sort of user avatar called Kate, who um, really didn't know that WhatsApp was not built for property management. And she's got this horrified face on, on this picture. Um, so anyway, the maintenance, yeah, it's all sort of um, built in the way so that you can track progress as well um so you know if something started and that negates somebody kind of trying to tra- chase up on something and um, they know that it's um, in progress when they sign up onto their profile dashboard they can actually see exactly where all the maintenance is being uh, progressed to you can share so can i ask a question on that Helen? so you mentioned all those different people so you've got tradespeople, landlords your staff you your tenants can they all see the progress of that can you give them permission so they can see ah so the guy's been contacted but he's not yet come out or he's come out but we've not yet had a quote or the quote's in but we haven't authorized it they can see that can they so yeah so um each of the parties can see everything um and i'm going to say extend that to um tasks being you can allocate tasks to different team members as well so yeah i mean it's great for audit trail for um having because i think with whatsapp the biggest problem that i hear is that things get lost when you've got a massive long list of things but this is all kind of contextualized to which person which property which room they're in um and but also you know if an individual reports something what's really useful is that you know if it's about something that's within a communal area then you might want to expose that concept open it up to share it to the group so the group then another individual might you know, otherwise kind of go, oh, well, I don't know any progress about this, but then they can log in, they can see exactly the progress for that kind of, you know, group issue. So yeah, it's really well thought out. And we are extending that to the point where we are, you mentioned the invoice in the quotes of the trade, we are working on that um, for the first quarter of next year to be launched, so that the tradesperson can come in and get involved and coordinate, you know, for access to the property, send a quote, you, the manager, can accept the quote and it will be integrated into the financial finance piece so when you come to settling things you don't you won't have to you know manually raise a new item um it will be there it's all integrated so that when it comes to settling you know exactly what you need to pay and who and that comes pull, gets pulled in as well with the um financial bit where you pull out the settlement statement for the uh, for the landlord this is like obviously not for the owned you know um portfolio but if you're managing on behalf of something this is another thing isn't it that if you we we have a lot of landlords coming to us who do use agencies and so we want our agency to use coho so we can get a bit more insight into things and more timely into things that's happening with our portfolio <laughs> and do they do they get their agents to subscribe they, so they do introduce the agency. It's usually a harder c- conversation when it goes from that way. But there is a little bit of pull there. And we do have people that come to us and say, can you recommend, because you've got so many agencies uh, across the country now, can you recommend an agency that uses Coho? Because we just really want to we really like the idea of being able to have a bit more insight so yeah that's really interesting so yeah i think that's that's a kind of 10 properties mixed portfolio and i'm going to pause you there helen the reason being guys if you're listening to this and you're thinking hang on this is just one big advert for coho it's really not we are 
um, impartial. We've had a good experience with Coho, but there are loads of other pieces of software out there, as you, as Helen said, a hundred odd. And you can do this on spreadsheets and you can do this on WhatsApp and email and, and phone calls. But the long and short of it is all of what Helen's describing needs to happen. The prescribed information needs to go out. You need to be able to evidence that the tenant has received it. You need to be on top of maintenance otherwise and this is so funny i don't know if you caught the news yesterday helen but there was this whole furore around this tragic incident of the two-year-old boy dying to a two-year-old toddler it might have been a girl actually um because of mold in a housing association property it was in the news cycle for about uh four or five hours it wasn't like it didn't last the whole day but basically there was mold it had been documented over like a two-year period or something and the tenants had been telling the housing association and the housing association were basically fobbing them off and not doing anything and the the little toddlers passed away sadly and the coroner has said that the mold in their property was a contributing factor i don't know if it was uh you know how contributing but of course that's potentially you know corporate manslaughter it's it's, it's obviously a big deal and is terrible and will contribute further to regulation of landlords which is ironic given that housing associations are not covered by much of the uh, they have their own uh, governing body but they don't have a lot of the uh, legal obligations that we as private individuals do um but it we've, we've had two tenants already phone up and say we mentioned mold last week it's this time of year isn't it you know especially with people not being able to pay for their heating so people are cutting back on their heating which and and they're drying clothes inside instead of using tumble dryers and stuff so there's a lot more moisture people don't want to open their windows which lets moisture out so this time of year we have a lot of issues with um with maintenance also people are turning on their boilers for the first time and not all of them start up after the summer and stuff and um two people yesterday contacted us saying and now we never knew they had asthma before but this little toddler had asthma so they said we've got asthma (laughs) and we've got mold and we told you about it last week and they're really on it and we're going back to them saying yeah we've we've notified our contractors they'll be out and you know without being too blunt it's not a top priority you know there are people whose boilers haven't restarted so we're going to go to them first but i think if they could log on and see oh it was notified that the um the, the workman, the tradesperson was notified the same day as I phoned in, you know, if they phoned in or could do it, on, I love the fact they could do it on an app. That's brilliant. And how professional does that look when they move into your property and you go, oh, and here's your app. This is how we're going to coordinate any communication with ourselves. This is how you can keep track of the workmen and the works that have been done. I, th- I think that's amazing. Like it, it puts the tenant landlord relationship on a great footing for sure when you've got a high priority like damp issues and somebody's got asthma it becomes a high priority right on the maintenance part of uh, coho you can actually set something as a high priority if it's something that's low price and and i think the main thing is it's that visibility isn't it having everything on one place and you all absolutely and and credibility so us saying, oh, yeah, we did that last week, that, that holds very little credibility. But if they went on the next day and could see we'd already done it, then they know it's happened. And you're absolutely right. It was a low priority for us until they said they had asthma. And now it's a higher priority. So I think it would save a lot of um, tenants distress. 
I don't think that's too strong a word or worry, but also save a lot of time. They don't want to have to phone us. Um, and if, if my team member or my letting agent or whomever's on lunch, then they've got to phone them back and then they might get their voicemail and it's just more efficient. So peace I love that. So, yeah. For both sides, it's peace of mind, isn't it? How much would the middle example cost? So you've basically said the two ASTs probably do it, you know, with free software, basically. Um, so not great for Coho, but the 10 by selects, how much would that cost? We said 18 units is how you'd class it, didn't we? 18 tenancies. So yeah. Yeah. So it would be um, 18 times um, £1.50 plus fat. Uh, so we call a unit basically a um, tenancy in a room or a tenancy in a home. So for HMOs, if you've got five bedrooms, it's five units. For a single let, it's just one unit. Thing is, we're thinking... You know, most property investors really have a mixed portfolio. They had to start. You can't just go into a HMO, can you? You can't just. Inv- so you've got to have that experience, I think, to even to get a mortgage. Um, so, you know, most investors have a mixed portfolio. They always have even managers always have the odd sort of client that has, you know, a mixed portfolio. So we thought, right, let's just make it dead easy for the single lets because we're more interested in HMOs. But, you know, yeah, so our pricing is very straightforward um, and that covers everything that's existing on Coho today. Full full transparency as and when we add more features within Coho, there will be a price price increase if you choose to use those, you know, features. But, you know, that's kind of, yeah, you've got the majority of, you know, what you need in the existing price bracket. I think that's amazing. So I'm just working out the VAT. So that's £1.80 because you can't, generally landlords aren't going to be able to claim back the VAT. So your gross cost there is £1.80 per tenancy. I think that's good value. I think it's, it's you know, if you think about time saving, the retention of your tenants, the potential to raise the rents because just from a purely commercial perspective, because they're happier, because they're in a, uh, a, a relationship that they are, are enjoying more and feel more looked after. I think that's well worth it. And it's also, if you know, it's on a subscription basis, so that is per month. Um, and, you know, if something happens and you decide to sell off a property, you know, it's very easy on that month. You just, you know, deactivate that particular property and all the unit cost pricing kind of comes down according to how many you've uh, taken off. And then it just increases as you grow as well. So it, so I, I call it pay as you grow. There is also the opportunity that when you grow your team as well, we're not charging by users accounts so yes on that on that basis if you are growing the team you're adding new users in you just have as many users as you want on on to the account going forward there's a little bit more um, sophistication that we need to do in terms of recognizing that certain team members for larger teams might need access to different areas of coho and not others um so that's something that we're going to do um you know again in the new year so um we are yeah we are still quite early it's amazing the progress that we've made so far and we have happy customers using it um we have a massive pipeline of people who are waiting for certain things and that is you know probably the more sophisticated portfolio um with you know i would say 500 units tenants upwards so possibly won't affect some of the listeners here 
you might be surprised, Helen. <laughs> you might be surprised. There was no, no judgment intended. Yeah. Just that most <laughs> people don't have that many. <laughs> the market, the majority of the market don't have that many. It's, yeah. If people want to find out more about you, you've given us your website for the HMO Awards, uh, which is hmoawards.com. You've told us they can join the HMO Awards Facebook page and that they can find you on social media at Helen Turner Coho anywhere else you want to direct people if they want to find out more about Coho more about the HMO Awards yeah absolutely so for Coho specifically the website is coho.life and on the website on the top right hand corner there is a, a nice button that says instant de- demo and if you take the instant demo literally you put in your credentials and you get access to essentially a setup portfolio it's you've got three properties three HMO properties and it's almost like your you know a friend or a colleague of yours has given you access to their coho account so it has three sort of fully sort of set up properties with rooms and tenants and you know rooms that are available as well and you can really um you know browse it around it's very similar to the live account although it's not you can actually you know try and practice adding a a property in there and just see what that might look like but also what's really useful is there is a drop down button at the top and you can change the view from manager view to tenant view and then you can start seeing what a tenant would see on their um dashboard you can actually experiment it and start you know creating maintenance requests and things like that and see how that comes through on the manager side um but it's a really good sort of way to kind of as a first point to explore coho fairly thoroughly to see like get the experience see how easy it is to navigate i love it and guys as i said before even if you don't decide to use coho this is demonstrating the functionality that you need within your system regardless whatever that system may be and I've come across it so often where people start off with a one or two and you're right you can hold most of it in your head you know you can have a little spreadsheet you can use your paper diary but once you get to five seven nine properties it really starts to creak at the seams then stuff like when you go away on holiday and you want a team member to help out but usually you tell them what to do and now you don't want to tell them what to do it just gets harder and harder and less and less enjoyable we buy a lot of portfolios i don't know if you know this helen we're we're buying one at the moment um 14 properties 14 individual properties from a landlord up in the northeast you can't do that in your head and if you do do it in your head or without specialist software it's too much hard work people burn out and so guys whatever your system at the moment you you have a duty to yourself you have a a duty to your tenants i think and your workmen to create a leveraged sophisticated system because then you're gonna have more time for yourself so helen it's been amazing for you to come on today thank you um i will look forward to meeting you at the hmo awards if i don't meet you before next year thank you so much guys i hope you've enjoyed this podcast until next time happy investing Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.